The bottom line bombs on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge to get started today. And with that, let's get it going. Yes, let me bomb that again. This is even better. Double bomb for the early start here on the Bottom Line Bombs. I'm CJ Sullivan, your host of the show. The show picks with bits for tobacco use only. I'm back, back to back days because of the holiday. Uh, it is Wednesday, June, June, almost June 1st, May 31st. Tomorrow's June. Um, now you might be listening to this in June, though. How about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> Just uh, proud of minor stumble upons. Not even an achievement. Not even a thought. Just a stumble upon. I thought it was June. It wasn't. But then I'm like, wait a minute. It's a podcast. People don't always w- listen to it live. Thank you if you do watch and listen live on YouTube. Smash the subscribe. But like, hey. Maybe they're listening to it in June. How about that? I stumbled upon something. Anyway, um, it is. It's the last day of May. June begins the finals for the NBA finals on uh, Thursday, I believe. And Stanley Cup starts June 3rd on Saturday. And this will be the bottom line bombs that previews the NBA finals and the Stanley Cup. We'll give out some series bombs. Just break down the whole matchups because then I don't come back till next Monday. Every Monday and Wednesday, we're live here at noon. Started a couple minutes early. I did it 12.05 just to give myself a little buffer zone in case I do some tech problems here because I am the man in the box. Which uh, bit me in the ass yesterday, actually. <laughs> after I do a little, little behind the curtain here, after I do my show, the... Hour of bombs and uh, talking my own brain madness. Uh, then I do uh, promo cuts, which is, you know, man in the box things you see online. If you, if you follow me anywhere on Instagram, at CJ Sullivan was taken. At Twitter, at CJ Sullivan underscore. Both my YouTubes, Instagram, all that shit. You'll see the man in the box promo. them. A lot of times I, I'm, I'm told, hey, I like those. I don't know anything else you do, but I like that. So just do that. Thanks. Anyway, uh, I want to record all of them. And then what I do is I, I'll, I'll go through a lot of it. I do many takes until I get to where I, I'm, I'm discovering a bit as I write, go through the writing process. And then I'll edit it up. It's all editing. It's all fucking comedy and shit is anymore. It's just editing. It's a nightmare. And uh, I'll chop it up and edit it up and send out some clips for the shows and whatever. And uh, last night, I was all ready to do it. And uh, watch American Gladiators 30 for 30, which I'll be talking about later on on the Man in the Box segment. <laughs> and then uh, I'm watching it. And I got the video and then uh, the audio. No audio. I'm, I'm moving my mouth. I heard it in the microphone, but it wasn't going into the box. The Man in the Box. And it's all wasted. So it was very sad for me. Sad for me because not only is it just an hour of wasted time of work that I did, which is fine. Mistakes happen. I get it. It's probably my fault. Who knows? I'm in a box. I don't know what's going on. But it's the art, people. What I create, that's gone forever. And I don't even feel bad for me. I feel bad for you as the audience, you know, because you are robbed of the beautiful art that I created yesterday that will never be repaired. Replicated? I was going to say replicated and duplicated. It'll never be replicated. Rupert Murdochicated. Um, about, you know, I talked about the, uh, let's see, the merch store contest and Edge Boost. I compared them to a lone carp, which we're going to change to lone dolphin. Anyway, this is a lot of inside stuff I'm telling you about. So I'm going to recreate it again today. But I won't be able to recreate the magic that was yesterday. That's for sure. It's going to be something brand new. It's a good life lesson, you know? What are you, you going to complain about it? You're going to get up and do something about it. What am I going to do? I'm going to get up. I'm going to redo it. 
That's in the past. Just like Jimmy Butler, I don't look back. No rearview mirrors. Rip them off the cars. Rip them off the cars, sir. I want that package, the no rearview mirror package, because I don't look back. I don't care how unsafe it is for highways. I'm going to redo the Edge Boost video, man, in the box. And yeah, man, contest. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. Anyway, how did I get that off my chest? It was definitely my doing, but in a box, I probably should have asked questions, but I can I still can't believe that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, on today's show, I will be talking, like I said, the finals preview, NBA final Stanley Cup, um, and a man in the box segment. Probably about who knows. I do want to talk about the American Gladiators. Since I talked about succession yesterday in the spoilers. Now I can uh that's right. CJ only looks forward. That's right, Insano and Sano. Welcome to the show. That 30 for 30 American Gladiators was pretty great. We'll get into that in a bit. Um, I gave out baseball bombs yesterday. I'll, I'll recap that real quick so I don't want to talk too much. I do like to give out a couple baseballs for, for our YouTube listeners. And Sano, he's the one who said play that under in the Cubs game yesterday because the wind was blowing in. How right he was again. And I lost to Tampa Bay. I had Shane McLaren's first loss of the season against the goddamn Cubs. Uh, I went 2-2, two and two, though. Lost some juice because those run lines were still heavily juiced. We, uh, what did we lose? We lost Tampa Bay and we lost fucking good God. I mean, I'm the only one, the only one that can make the Oakland A's win games. Anytime I'm fate, I tried to fade Oakland A's this year under historic campaign of losing, they win. They went on a walk off, a walk off error to the Braves. Maybe the best team in baseball. <laughs> I mean, you would think, you know, and one would think, do you you go right back to the uh, Braves here to avoid the sweep of the A's? Because how do how are the, how are they going to sweep them? I'm they they'll sweep them if I play them. So for the Atlanta Braves' sake, I'm not going to give out the Braves. <laughs> I hope Oakland sweeps them, but Jesus Christ, I couldn't believe it. I had to, I turned it off. I'm like I'm like they're not going to beat the A's again. Windy City, they come through. Good for. But we hit Texas, who are playing right now. They're locked in there. I got them again. Uh, we hit Texas, and who else? And Dodgers uh, murdered the Nationals. As that one was satisfying. Um, if you want to give out, I'll give out a couple of baseball games. Then I'll get into the show. Then I'll then I'll get into the finals preview series of both the NBA and the NHL. I like a couple overs. Speaking of the Dodgers Nationals, uh, the that price is a little heavy for the Dodgers. Corbin versus Syndergaard, though. Patrick Corbin used to be ultimate fade material. He's actually pitched a lot better than people give him credit for. People are like, oh, just fade Corbin. He's not an auto fade. A lot of the problems was his offense wasn't uh, helping him out. He's been pitching okay. Syndergaard, though, both of them. These are just over pitchers. I mean, nine and a half. They're they're bad. They're bashing the ball anyway right now. Dodgers are locked in. Uh, so I'll take that over nine and a half. And the other one, we got Mets Phillies later on today. Nola versus Carrasco. I like the Mets there, actually. I, as a Phillies fan, Nola has just not been Nola. Carrasco's not too bad. He's been pitching a little better. That over is eight and a half. I like that over, actually. Let me give out that bomb. First of all, bomb it. Dodgers washing over nine and a half. And Mets Phillies over eight and a half. We'll take that as well. And I'll do a little side Mets. There you go. Three baseball plays. Nola on the road, his ERA is over five. At home, he's a little under, a little over three. He's not terrible, but he's way worse than he used to be. He's not. He's just not the same pitcher. Hopefully, he will be. Hopefully, we're in turn form, but he is not right now. So, you get the Mets at home at plus money. I'll take that. Anyway, let's get out of there and let me tell you about Edge Boost. The episode is supported by Edge Boost. It's the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to twenty five hundred dollars in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with increased bankroll. Get down some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on the favorite bet you like or even create an awesome middle or even hedge. Gross is right. Uh, <laughs> edge boost is not some sleazy loan shark because they charge zero interest. I like to say they're like a lone dolphin, you know? Very friendly animal. They'll give you the money. Hey, you want to? Pay me back, that'd be great. No interest. Just get a just don't get an ankle tattoo of me. 
<laughs> Do you know which way you can access more money, place your favorite bets without placing the interest? Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by giving to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash edge. Must be 21 years older. Problem gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Is that a Kenny Rogers hotline? <laughs> anyway. Oh, you know what I forgot to do is... Uh... <laughs> this is pretty funny. I, I'm going to retweet and get more people than Insano. And, and I love Insano. Love you, buddy. But let's get some... Uh, let's get someone else in here, too, as well, while we're at it. So let me... Um, well, you hang on. Let me retweet and... You know what it is? They they tweet out the link, then they, they're on a Twitter video, but then they're not. Uh, but the YouTube video is what you need to, you know, to get in the comments. So I have to I now I have to quote tweet with the YouTube. This is really really interesting radio here. What I'm telling, what I'm talking to you about. I'm quote tweet. <laughs> But you know what? Stop, stop being so selfish. Sometimes I need to. Sometimes I need to talk myself through these things. All right, there it is. Come on in and comment on the YouTube. And here we are. All right, let's get into it. NBA. Jesus, that's a long song. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, and Sano, you're right. You do get to keep your thumbs and knees and make more money. And uh, I know when I first heard that bet now, pay later, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like what boogies do. They give you credit and then you're chasing and that's how you, that's not good for addiction. But this has no interest on it. So that, that helps. There's no juice running. And, and it's great. It is great for futures. Because I hate these shows that to give out all these futures, and I'm going to give out a bunch of series props now. I'm like, well, with what money are you talking about? Where I can just sit on, you know, a Diamondback divisional bet for 12 months or whatever the hell it is. I want to bet on things that are in front of me. So with this, with Edge Boost, what they'll do is you do, you drop in, you know, 500 to your account. They'll match it. So then, if you keep the discipline, use that 500 just for like futures and shit and for hedging. And you can pay them back on a reasonable dolphin basis. Anyway, let's get to Miami and Denver. Aren't we excited for this NBA Finals matchup? I'm going to give out some series bombs. Um, they tell you you have to get excited. This is what I like about this matchup. Because uh, you have two, you have two, <laughs> the two contrasting things. You have. Uh, the hack version, the played out versions. Oh, the NBA wanted Lakers Celtics, which yeah, of course they did. They want LA and Boston TV markets. Sure. But they also don't care. They're like, I mean, like the, the, the game's going to sell itself. Um, yes. Will there be more eyeballs with the Lakers and Denver? Sure. But then they're like, but then Denver, Miami just really isn't the most exciting. So they really got to push it for you. Like this is this is what the NBA needs. This is what they got. They got playoff superstars. Jimmy Butler. We all love Jimmy Butler. Playoff Butler. He says that's not a thing. It's a thing. He's averaging six more points than in the regular season in the playoffs. Um. So, but but, but anytime they tell you you have to get excited for this, this is going to be great. They, they all say the same thing too. This is going to be great. This is exciting. Denver's the best team. They have superstars. Heat's got the culture. They, they're, they're friends. They like each other. It, they, they, they're resilient. They don't give up. Uh, also, Nuggets in five. Nuggets in three. Game four, if necessary. Like, everyone's just predicting Denver to bury Miami. And, uh, you know, do that against your own, at your own risk, betting against Jimmy Butler. People don't even want to vote against Jimmy Butler. Like that Eastern Conference MVP. People... Reggie Miller and I were saying, well, I want to vote for uh, Caleb Martin. And then they voted for Butler because they they were terrified that Butler was going to find out. So terrified he is. So this is going to be uh, <laughs> It depends on how you look at it, if this is going to be an exciting series. It, uh, I, don't, I don't know what this is going to be. Chris Mannix, of course, saying Denver is not exciting to write about. 
that just told us about him. So now, now you have that because you have Denver, and Denver is already annoying to me. I'm going to root for Miami. I think Denver's going to win, but Denver's already becoming annoying with the whole they don't talk about us. They did that with the. I get it with the Lakers. That's fine. They, they have two different narratives. I get it with the narrative. No one's talking about us. We know because because it's fun. First of all, we only like to talk about. Especially in basketball, Twitter, there's only so much you can say about the winning team. Great, they win. They're fu- they're good. You know, we don't want to hear about it. We want to hear about the losing and if you should blow it up and why you failed. Do you watch <laughs> Twitter after NBA games? After every NBA game, Twitter is just about who was horrible, and then they humiliate them with memes and shit, like this fucking you know Biggins tossing ball bricks against the wall and explosions. They're fucking, they're ripping Duncan Robinson after game six because he missed those two free. He missed two threes. He also hit like four to fucking get him back in the game. Good God. <laughs> Jalen Brown was the latest one where they're just like, he, he can't dribble. They're making funny memes about how he can't dribble basketball. All because he almost made it to the NBA Finals. The, the better you do in the NBA, the worse you're going to get ripped on. You're better off just... You're better off just being Bradley Beal and not making the playoffs and hanging out, making $200 million. No one's making fucking memes about you blowing big shots because you don't have big shots. You're never in that position. Bradley Beal's the ultimate NBA player. Anyway, so now that's over with the whole uh, Nuggets can't, no one's talking about them because now people will be talking about the Nuggets because they are the best team. And they're, now they're talking about how much better they are than Miami. So that's uncomfortable for Denver now. All right, you want us to talk about you? Now we're talking about you. Your, your, your path is easy. Now they're saying that. It is one of the easiest paths ever to the NBA Finals. He, they, had, they played an eight seed, obviously, to begin with, because they were the one seed. They deserve that. Then a four seed, but then a seven seed with the Lakers, and now an eight seed again with Miami. So uh, do that math. <laughs> what is that, 27? That's a pretty high number. You do the math. I think when people say that. You do the math. You do the math. What? It's usually after something scummy. I used to have a joke and say, uh, hey, where'd you get those? Uh, how'd, you, how'd you do it with that girl? 250 rum runners at midnight. You do the math. What? That adds up to you being a scumbag. And where are you drinking rum runners at? That sounds delicious. I would love one of those. For 250? Anyway, um... So now you got Mark Malone, the coach, saying this is going to be the toughest test of their lives. <laughs> they go to some fucking battle of knighthood and valor. The toughest test of our lives, playing the Miami Heat. All right. I mean, it is your first NBA Finals. I don't the People are trying to say the Heat have the NBA Finals experience. What Finals experience? That fucking game, those games in the bubble? It wasn't, it was nothing. There was no people there. It was ridiculous. It was a summer league fucking exhibition tournament. I mean, it was good. They played good basketball and all that, but it wasn't the NBA. That was not the NBA finals. I I hate when I, all those bubble, all those bubble championships are so fucking tainted. And the only reason why people count them is because LA won them all. <laughs> Lakers won and the Dodgers won. So they're like, ah, and Tom Brady won the other one. Football, at least they played a regular season. NBA, they took off like three months. Yeah, if you get Anthony Davis off for three months, he's going to be good. And then you played all playing about baseball. They played 60 games. Clayton Kershaw never lasted to the end of the, anyway. Now I'm getting the bubble stuff. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying what they didn't didn't. Uh, the, the yes, everyone had the same rules and they won. They were the best teams of that thing. I'm not saying they weren't, but I'm saying that wasn't the NBA Finals. That wasn't a Super Bowl. That wasn't a World Series. There's no people there. So I'm not buying yet. What I'm saying is I'm not buying Miami Heat's experience in the NBA Finals. They'll have to play at Denver, home court advantage. Oh God, are we going to hear about that? ABC TV. They're going to talk about playing on Denver, playing in Denver in the altitude, like it's playing on the surface of the moon. They're going to go through the diets of what he'd have to do and the IVs and the carbohydrates and the water. Oh my God. And the thin air. 
and how they're adjusting to what? What? what are they, they've never been there before. Granted, they haven't won in Denver since 2016, I think. But I will say that altitude, it is, it's definitely different. It makes you nauseous if you're drinking. If you're a world-class athlete playing basketball, I think you should be able to handle it. Drink some water. When I first went to Colorado, you go to bars and there's like water coolers at every bar. And you're like, what's the, what the hell's going on there? Like, ah, oh, you got to drink water with every beer. Like, fuck that. Why? This is before that was a thing. This is when I was young, too. That's the altitude. Trust me, you need a lot of water. And I poo-pooed it. And uh, I learned my lesson quickly that night. After, like, seven beers, I was, I was like, on tripping on acid. It was a mess. And you have a, such a migraine. Like, okay, all right. You, you got me. You got me above sea level air, mile high. It's such a fucking weird place, Denver. Above the equator like that. So you do need water, but they're going to talk about that service. Like, like no one's ever heard of playing in Denver before. So that's going to be ridiculous. Um, so this is two playing games in a row. So this is the hardest test of your lives. Yes. Miami's not your normal eight seed. I get it, but they're also an eight seed. They're also a team that was down with three minutes to go to the bulls in a play in game. They get no respect with that. It's funny because the Lakers were the same thing. They should have lost to Minnesota in a play-in game. Then then either beat Oklahoma City or lose to them and not be in, then lose to Denver in the first round. But they don't care about them because they're the Lakers. Like, ah, Lakers are winning it all. Um, tell you what this doesn't do a good sign for is death. How about the Dallas Mavericks tanking at the end of the year? Like, yeah, we don't want to be in that play-in game. You're not going to do anything there anyway. And both playing teams almost went to the met each other in the finals. Nice call there, Cuban. Yeah, fucking map. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I mean, I, everyone's rooting for Miami. They're a great, they're a great underdog. They're the series price is what is it? Plus three thirty five, and Denver is minus four fifteen. That's a heavy favorite. It's funny when it, when I talk about Miami. Like, what advantage they have? Of course, you have Jimmy Butler, who's just a crazy man on a train you don't want to bother. And then you have Splasher, the coach, who's the, uh, unanimously the greatest coach of all time, <laughs> or at least in the NBA right now. I love these stories out coming out now. LeBron wanted him fired, and Pat Riley said, Yeah, you, you don't come to my office and tell me to fire a coach. That story came out. Heat players came in. No, Heat players didn't come in. LeBron came in. And Splasher, he's amazing. After that game six loss to uh, the Celtics when Derek White tipped it in, you know, and I was like, uh, <laughs> and he's like, well, we're going to get it done in game seven. I don't know how. I have no idea how. We're a terrible team. And we're like, all right. That's a rallying cry, I guess. I didn't know how they were going to do it either. I bet on Boston, even though I had heat in the series. It turns out uh, professional athletes are better at uh, overcoming <laughs> heartbreaking losses than fans and people who have money on it. I'm like, how are they ever going to come back for that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Denver celebrities. Todd Moore <laughs> says, looking forward to seeing Russell Wilson and Sierra at the game. Um, I know. Russell wasn't so corny. The Denver celebrities, the, the celebrities at these games, Miami celebrities are a little getting better. It used to be just like Jimmy Buffett. Now it's now they got Flo Rida, you know, and a bunch of people go down to Miami because it's the nightclub scene there. If you're very wealthy, Denver celebrities though, you got Russell Wilson. I don't know. You got the South Park guys. Do they hang out there? Maybe you got John Benet Ramsey's brother, the one who actually did kill her. Is he a celeb now? He should be. I've gone over this before. Actually, when I put out that video of the last couple weeks ago, last week. Of Denver <laughs> and Elway, of course. Elway's just an absolute stone cold drunk. Um, people got mad. I knew people were gonna get mad. Denver people got mad, and I love Denver. I listen. Denver's a great city. I was just there. It's fun, but man, they are pretentious about a lot of things, about hiking and IPAs. And here's the thing with Denver: they're not as cool as they think they are. And now that weed's legal everywhere, they don't have that going for them anymore. That used to be their thing. Now that you're, that you're a weed dealer that you don't need anymore. Like, do you want to hang out? Nah, not really. I used to hang out with you to uh, 
get weed. And then you would make me hang out, but now I don't need you. So no, I don't want to go uh, see a movie with you, weed dealer. So Denver, lose my lose my number, Denver. <laughs> but it'll be a good to see. So um, minus four fifteen, Jesus Christmas. Um, let's break. Let's get into the props, and then we'll get into the break there of the game. So I like Denver in the series. I'm not going to lay four fifteen though. This is what I do like. And I don't even like Denver minus a game and a half at 190. That's the that's the spread. You can bet that. You can bet um Denver minus one and a half games at 190, which isn't the worst way. But uh that's pretty heavy juice for that. I do think Denver wins game one tomorrow night. That line is minus nine, total two nineteen. I might even go to you over. Let's definitely bomb Denver minus nine game one. That being a quick turnaround for Miami after doing seven games, that's betting one-on-one. A team coming off a seven-game series versus a team that's been sitting around resting for a week and a half is uh, – you you take that other you take the team that's been resting. There's going to be no rust. That's what people are saying. Well, it was a rest versus rust, and even Aaron Gordon, who's like, what do you think we're doing? Just sitting on the couch, fucking watching watching the uh, Celtics series? No, they're practicing every day. They're working. Yeah, it's not game shit, but like, I mean, trust me, they need their bodies to rest. These athletes need their bodies to rest. That's why these finals are stretched out to. It's ridiculous. Tomorrow's game one. Sunday's game two. Game three is not till next Wednesday, a week from today. Which would be good for Butler's ankle and all, but come on. Jesus. That's crazy. So game one, Denver, I think they're going to jump Miami. And now with that being said, the series price is going to skyrocket. I mean... Then you can get Miami, Denver, I mean, Miami, like, yeah, like a plus like five, 600. But here's what I do there's a prop you can bet the winner of game one wins the series, and that's like minus 210. That I like. So Denver wins game one, then wins the series. Minus 210. I can do that bet. Let me give that out as a bomb. <laughs> and Sano's got to, yeah, if I can get a line on that, the rest versus rust, the mentions over under six and a half. I mean, if you could parlay over rest versus rust mentions, altitude, and the effect of the air. What else did I like to mention? The, uh, The Jokic triple double stack. Let me get into some of these props real quick. Um, I do like the two nineteen. Denver and six is a is a fun uh, exact. Usually my my uh, what I've been doing is playing the dog in six. Most likely to do it. Like uh, we had Miami in six at like eleven one versus Boston, which came point one seconds away from doing. We had the Kraken in six when they actually won in seven, which was impossible. Um, thinking that if the dog's going to win, they're going to do it. And so Denver in five is the most likely. But I like Denver in six because I like this new philosophy or philosophy, this new pattern of winning on the road in front of and <laughs> getting a home team's audience, you know, fans worked up take hope away from them, give it back to them, and then crush them at the end. Like the Celtics last last series. Down 3-0, they're like, fuck this team. They're the worst. Then Boston wins three in a row. All right, we're back! Gets excited again. Devastating shit to bed game seven at home. Dallas Stars fans, down 3-0. Then they win 2-0. Oh, well, we're back! Game six at home, shit to bed. Lose 6-0. This is, this is what I see happening here. I see... Denver, uh, maybe even splitting my, uh, I can see Denver splitting these first two games, Miami. I like Denver game one, obviously. And I think my, I think Miami, maybe Jimmy Butler at game two, get them all worked up, you know? And then, uh, and then Denver just comes in, maybe sp- and then wins both of Miami. 
And then for no reason whatsoever, Miami wins game five in Denver just to hate Denver fans because Denver won't know what to do at home. And then Denver just fucking buries them in Miami game six. That'd be, that'd be the worst way for this series to go out for all the home fans. And that's what I'm kind of rooting for. I'm rooting for both fan bases to be devastated night in, night out. And that'd be the only way to do it. That's not exactly why. I just like Denver and six plus three eighty five. Let's give it out that. Uh, more importantly, here's some good props we're gonna give out, and then I got to. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! I should probably go. I should maybe read about. Let me read. Let me read. Uh, let me read real quick about Edge Boost again. Again. Um. My Edge Boost. Wait, did I read? Did I read? <laughs> Oh, I gotta read the Stanley Cup finals. This these are these prop this is perfect. These prop bets I'm gonna give out for the NBA series is perfect for the SGPN NBA finals contest and NHL contest. Stanley Cup. So uh on our app, if you if you have the SGPN app, which is free, and these contests are free, you get NBA finals contest and the Stanley Cup finals contest. You, you answer prop bets, all that stuff like that. And uh and game props, and you can win a $100 SGPN gift card up for grabs for each contest, which is pretty good. You got some man-in-the-box clothing, some shirts, which I'm going to give away anyway to anyone who gives a good review of the show, the best review that I pick out. Um, yeah. That's a good merch store. Imagine if, what if Jokic was at the merch store and won $100? You know, let's just say he wanted he wanted to win on it. I was good at a bird store. I bet Jokic would get a robe. Not that we have bathrobes, but he. I bet Jokic wears bathrobes a lot. You get dad kind of robes with the coffee stains. You know, the balls hanging out. Basketballs because he's an MVP, and his testicles because he's Serbian. It's a cultural thing. Anyway, um, so download the app for that, and of course, Edge Boost. I have an Edge Boost double down play of the day. Which is, I already gave that out. Uh, Dodgers, Washington, over nine and a half. Corbin versus Syndergaard. I'll give that out. Sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash edge. Sign up today. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash edge. And thank you for watching live on YouTube. Make sure to smash the subscribe button and like this video on YouTube. Don't just sit there with it. And that'll do it for the for the ad reads. Now I can get back into the fucking show. Um, what was I giving out? Oh, yeah. The NBA props. And Jokic in his balls in a bathrobe. That's how I do ad reads. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, I could see uh, entering this contest and losing his eligibility. Like you could just buy these things. We'll give them to you for free. Ah, I like to gamble. I can see Jimmy Butler gambling, and that'd be hilarious. What a you, there's no way the NBA. The, that's how the NBA differs from the NFL. The NFL likes to cut off its own foot. And act like there's an image of, oh, we're against gambling, even though we're sponsored by DraftKings and every fucking other commercial. So we run a tight ship. NBA Jimmy Butler could be caught putting in a 10-team parlay on him to lose in Vegas. He's playing. They're not, they're not suspending Jimmy Butler. He's they know what it, they know what TV ratings are. So I'll give the NBA credit for that. It might be corrupt and fixed, but it's a show. They know what the show is. That's why they make money. Anyway, here are the props that I like for the uh, Denver Miami Heat series. We already have uh, Denver to win game one and win the series minus 200. We gave out that. Denver six plus 385. We already gave that. Um, Highest total to score in a game over 40 and a half points. I kind of like that. I, like, I think Jamal Murray is going to have a huge series. He's Gabe Vincent is defending him with that fucking ankle of his. It's, it's, Jamal Murray is going to do whatever the hell he wants. So his over is 32 and a half points at a high, ever in the series. Will he, will he score more than 32 and a half? You're goddamn right he will. His average, will he average 26 and a half? Yes, he'll, he'll average over that. Bomb that. And over 40 and a half for a total most points in the series. I like that. All three of them. Why? Because, uh, first of all, the way scoring is, like they seem like high numbers, but the way scoring is now in the NBA, where it's just a, 
a state fair. Two for a dollar. They just chuck three balls up there. And so these points mean nothing. Like 20 people average 30 points a game this year. It, it, they, it means nothing anymore. So Jamal Murray's been amazing. Uh, he's going to continue to be amazing. And I like him. So I'm giving out two MVP uh, bombs. Obviously, Jokic is the heavy favorite. And Jimmy Butler is right behind him. Jokic is minus like 390, which is slightly under playing Denver for the series. And Butler is plus 300 or something like that. Or 290. Let me see what he is. It doesn't matter. It's basically the equivalent of betting Miami and Denver, saying they're going to win the MVPs because there's no way around it. But if you watched the Celtic series, which we all did, Caleb Martin was the MVP of that series. He just didn't win because the voting was what the voting was. The vote, it was five to four Butler. And the the two people who said they were going to vote for Martin switched their votes, Reggie Miller, ESPN writer, because they're terrified of Butler seeing it. But there's been so much to stink about it that I think if this does happen again, I think there's a good chance Caleb Martin who's not going to have the same kind of series. Obviously he's going to, he's actually playing against real forwards this, this time. Um, <laughs> but he's at 20 to one. So I like to pick two guys, one guy from each side that has a chance. Caleb Martin, 20 to one is, is a, is a much better play. I think than taking Miami or even Jimmy Butler. I mean, obviously Jimmy Butler is a favorite for a good reason, but Caleb Martin, it's just, it's just, and it's it, and and writers like the narrative. When you come to MVP voting, you're not just uh, you're not voting for who's going to be the best player. You're you're voting for the story. And Jim, yes, Jimmy Butler's a story, but Martin's got a story. I mean, he was cut by the fucking Hornets. He was in a G League. He's awful. So you're making splashes. So if you can, so if they can, if they can have that story written from G League to MVP, if it's already in their draft folder, you might get a piece of it. So we're going to take Caleb Martin, twenty to one MVP. And on Denver's side, like I said, Jamal Murray, he's at seven and a half to one. That's a that's actually really good value. Problem with uh, Jamal Murray, obviously, is Jokic. Jokic, they they want to give him the MVP because this year of how we all had to apologize to him after giving the at regular season MVP to Joel Embiid, and Joel Embiid turned out to be terrible. <laughs> hey, sorry, we're sorry, Jokic. We didn't realize how terrible he was until. That game seven, and then he blamed everyone else but him. We uh, we were, we were sick of you. We knew he shouldn't have been sick of you. We tried out this new hot thing. This guy from Cameroon, he swept us off our feet. He makes funny sound bites, and we were wrong. All right, Jokic, we were wrong. You're the MVP. We get it. You're the triple-double machine. That being said, versus the Lakers, Jamal Murray was toe-for-toe with him, and he easily could have won MVP. I mean, I get it. Jokic should have won. And there's a reason why Jokic is the heavy $4 favorite. But Jamal Murray, it's 7.5 to 1. And it just takes a couple games where he scores 40, 50 points, which he can easily do. He doesn't fill up the stats as much as Jokic does, but he's definitely worth a shot. So that's my two MVP votes. Caleb Martin, 20 to 1. Jamal Murray, 7.5 to 1. And the thing with Murray, his number is going to come down after the first two Denver games because Denver should win. Denver's definitely going to win out game one. That's my favorite bomb of the game. If I really want to give you my edge boost, I'll give you my Denver <laughs> plus one. I mean, uh, my game one, minus nine. I think Denver runs Miami out of the gym that game one. Anyway, all right, let's switch over to that was my NBA. <laughs> Actually, it feels like that's a nugget song. You ever see that? Uh... That's my hockey noise, too. As we go move on to the Stanley Cup. Um, what time are we looking at here? Cheese Louise. Cheese Louise. I actually talk like that. Can you believe that? Cheese Louise. I curse anytime in conversation mindlessly. 
F-bombs, whatever, just to get, they don't even realize I'm doing it. But then if I actually have to swear something, I'll say something like, geez, Louise. I don't know why. That's how the, that's how the brain in the box thinks. Um, I like to say, did you ever see? So there's a Tim Robinson sketch from Saturday Night Live with him and uh, Ted Lasso, Sudeikis, being the John Tesh brothers, writing, having lyrics to the NBA theme song, which is hilarious. And I think it's coming from, there's a concert you see on where Tesh does it, where he tells the story, where he leaves a voicemail, answer machine message of the song, and then he does it, and he does the keyboard standing, round ball rock, and it's, it's even funnier than the sketch. The real life is funnier than the sketch. Tesh is funnier than the sketch. I met Tesh once. He's a, he is a big dude. He's a big fucking blonde Nordic dude <laughs> with that huge head. I met him backstage at the Sebastian Maniscalco show at the Greek Theater here in L.A. Anyway, um, that's where we're broadcasting live from Los Angeles. All right, let's get to the Stanley Cup. Man, what a packed show. Florida. In Vegas, this is a tight series. This is a much tighter than the NBA series. This is, um, we have minus 126 is the series, I believe, and Florida 114, minus 123, plus 105. You can do same thing with game one, which is until Saturday. That's pretty amazing. Um, two warm cities. People are complaining about that already. Las Vegas, Miami, Florida. South, the South Florida run is amazing with the two eight seeds. Two eight seeds. Although they're both not normal eight seeds. Miami Heat, of course, because of Jimmy Butler, you're just not normal. And the Florida Panthers aren't a normal eight seed because one, they were the best team in hockey last year. And two, it's hockey. Who knows what goes on in hockey? Especially with the seeding. There's like four division winners and the third division winners and six seed and they move around. Everything's crazy over there. Anyway, they have an amazing run for it. They took out Boston, they took out Toronto, and then they just wiped out Carolina. But Vegas actually has t- has more talent, I would say. But this is gonna be even serious. This is, this should go seven games, which I'm excited for. I think it's gonna be a long, stretched out series. Two of our warm American cities. I like when people complain about the cities. Ah. Can you believe there's hockey in Florida and hockey in Vegas and hockey in Phoenix? Like, yes, it's hot outside there. Correct. But there's, like I said, there's like there's like two or three American cities that are where it's cold enough to play hockey outside. And those people don't do it anyway. Kids might play in a pond, but no one grows up playing in a pond anymore. It's like people like a New York fan, like Ranger fans, say, yeah, hockey shouldn't be in Florida. It shouldn't be in New York either. It shouldn't be in Manhattan. Oh, did you play it? Did you, did you grow up playing on a pond outside of your park slope apartment? Did you, did you ice down the driveways in Bed-Stuy? No. You're just a hockey fan because you're racist. <laughs> That's not true. But, the point is, all these all these games are playing indoors, and no one plays. Even in Canada, they don't play on fucking ponds anymore. Some kid in Manitoba is good at hockey at age eight. They come get him. They grab him and they throw him in a dorm room in a boarding school until he's sixteen, and then they release him to some junior program. No one plays outside. It's not. It's not a thing. They get driven to an air conditioned cold arena, and that's what we got here in Vegas. So Vegas, Miami, at least it's fun for the media to go to. And Vegas, these Vegas Golden Knights, their pregame shows, were, are, they're awesome. If you never saw it, you can watch them on YouTube. They're, they're like, they're real cheesy Vegas shows, like Circuit of Soleil shit. But not even that. It's like Excalibur stuff because it's the Golden Knights. They have like actors and fire drums and laser shows. It's fucking wild. That's why they score in the first period early, every game. Even Rogan, like five minutes, ten minutes. So we're going to take that prop every single Vegas home game. It's like plus 180 if Vegas scores in the first ten minutes. You take that. We're taking that game one. Because that's Saturday night in Vegas. Florida, coming to town. You don't want to play. You get off the plane. It gets ahead. It gets away from you. That first, that opening game. And get when you land into Vegas, you start taking it all in. You start doing it all. You got to pace yourself. 
and then the night gets away from you. That's what's going to happen. Game one. So I like Saturday. Now Saturday, normally I would be taking Florida here because they had the long rest, but now because the way they stretch out the calendar here, it's not till Saturday. Vegas is going to get their, they get an entire week off too. Well, almost a week. They played Monday. So they have plenty of rest for this game. So it's minus 126. We're going to play two bombs for uh, two bombs for game one. We'll get into the series in a second. Let me just do game one real quick. Uh, Vegas minus 126. We'll bomb that. And a goal by Vegas. First 10 minutes plus 180. Bomb that. And hell, while we're at it, Vegas over half a goal first period. That's a little juicier. It's minus 150. Bomb it. Because it's the Vegas Saturday night show, baby. And now let's get into some of these props. Uh, so the series is, like I said, it's tight. 123 plus 103. Uh, there's no real value in either one of them. I like Vegas to win. But I mean, I wouldn't put it past Florida. It's really, it really is a coin flip of a series. Now, where I find value though is these gate is the length of this series. I think it's going over, go over five and a half games. I think that's a lock. It's minus one eighty. We're going to go about that. Bottom. I think the series. I think it's going seven. I'm playing seven games regardless. But I like the MVP votes. Now, when you come to the MVP votes here. Um, for hockey, you have to be careful. You're not betting who's going to be the MVP of the actual series. You're betting it's the series plus the entire rendition of the playoffs. The win, who's going to win the the Vesna or the Conn Smythe or the Caldwell or fucking Blady Bing. All the all the Canadian trophies are named or Canadian hockey NHL trophies. They're named after Canadian prime ministers and viceroys and like old 14th century. Like what? Who are these people? So, <laughs> so not the Hart Memorial is a regular season trophy, but the uh, the Art Ross. I'm looking at some of these names: the Calder Memorial, the Ted Lindsay Award. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. A hockey MVP playoff award is the Conn Smythe, and that's named after. It's got to be. I like the names. The French Trophy Con Smythe Award, and then to the most valuable player during the entire playoff series. Ted Morris is looking forward to celebrities at games. He wants Chris Angel. Chris Angel did a weird fucking pregame video for that, too. Angel's so weird. He's a deluxe. Is he still at the Luxor, Chris Angel? What a weird account to have there. He's. The Luxor is that pyramid casino there in Vegas. He likes uh It's a pyramid. That way, if you kill yourself, if you try to kill yourself, you jump out the window, you slide on down. It's kind of a ride. Then they charge you for that as well. Um, <laughs> Chris Angel, he's all these magicians are creeps. Just absolute creeps. They're so handsy and they're always like touching your girlfriend and giving you table massages. And is this your car? They're just very pedo. Something about them is very pedo magicians. Like all their shows, I believe magician shows should be, the the backdrop should be the indoor of a, of a van of a door. They should come out like a big van door opening. <laughs> they slide the door of a van open, and there's like fun sized Kit Kat bars dangling from the ceiling. Table magicians. Chris Angel, of course, these big magicians or whatever. Table magicians creep me out when they come, like at a bar and they just come to your table and do your get, get out of here. Get out of here, you creepy liar. They're all liars. That's all eight magicians are. They're liars. I mean, the trick's not really. I get it. I'm not saying it's not a skill. Listen, I like magicians. It's a it's a very difficult skill to learn that you have to perfect them. But why? What's with the facade of the magic? Oh, it's magic! I can't. T it's not magic. It's a. Tr it's an actual trick. It's a skill that you learned. That's. What, I like the when I when I like when watching a magic trick and I'm saying, Oh, I know how you did that. I know how you did that. You grew up alone. Loneliness, right? You didn't have any friends. 
You were in your room a lot. That's how you that's how you that's how you did that trick. <laughs> they don't like that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean it's 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 skill. I'm not saying it's not. It takes a lot of work and a lot of loneliness. Good for Chris Angel. Uh yeah, he'll make it. But th that being said, those Vegas pregame, not just the videos, their shows are awesome. They really are. They have that. They because Vegas, their team, they're, you know, they've been around six years. And they're going to win a Stanley Cup, which is amazing. So they have no respect for any tradition of anything. Las Vegas as a whole, the city doesn't care about tradition. Oh, you like that casino, Tropicana? Yeah, we're destroying it next week for the Oakland A's so they can be a terrible baseball team there. You like that casino? Yeah, we're, we're tearing that thing down, too. It's been eight months already. It's getting old. We don't like looking at it. They, they tear down shit every week there and just build something new. My God. Yeah, Taylor Swift needed a lounge, so we blew up the Excalibur and gave her some uh, room to hang out in. Anyway, so let's get to the props because it is getting late here in the Stanley Cup. So we have, uh, okay, I like Vegas in the series, but like I said, I'd rather just play seven games, see what happens there. But let's give it the MVP. Like we said, the Con Smythe Trophy, there are some value there. The favorite is Bobrovsky, the goalie for Florida. He's two to one. And then Kachuk is right behind him at three to one. Now, the reason for that is Bobrovsky's been great all uh, all playoffs. So is Kachuk. And like I said, it's not just the series, it's the length of the playoffs. So they've been dominant. The Vegas goalie, Aiden Hill, surprisingly, was 10 to one yesterday. I put a little bit on him then. He's now eight to one, he's coming down. That's a pretty high price for the other goalie. Granted, he came in halfway through the first series, I believe. He's, but he's played enough games and he's had a lot of shutouts, and his numbers are right there with him. But people don't think they people don't think of him as dominant like they do with Bobrovsky because Bobrovsky came in. He also came in halfway through that Boston series, the first round. So they both have the same amount of games. When you compare them head to head, they're very comparable numbers. So there's a lot of value on Vegas' goalie. The problem is. To win it as a goalie, you have to be pretty dominant. You have to be like Tampa Bay's Vashenskis or uh, Patrick Rawls. You have to be one of those guys. And Aiden Hill is just, yeah, he's just not that name, you know. But at 8-1 still, I still would sprinkle a little bit on him. But, he, but my pick, so then you go through a bunch of Vegas players. You have Eichel, Carlson, even Stone at 12-1 is not bad. Carlson's 8-1, Eichel's 4-1. But who I like is Jordan Marchessault. He's at 9-1. Jordan Marchessault's been hot, okay? He came on at last series, so he started off a little slow, but now he has 17 points, which is right behind Eichel, who has 18. He's got nine goals, eight assists. He's plus 13. He leads the team in plus minus. So you can get him at 9-1 to one to win an MVP, and he's hot, and if he has a good series, I mean, you're, you're throwing a blanket over a bunch of these Vegas scorers. You just want one of them to come out, and he's got the best odds, and he's hot. Stone's got a little better odds, but Stone's, Stone has some catching up to do as far as total playoffs. March Assault's right there. He's only one point behind Eichel. So let's give that out. March Assault, 9-1 to one MVP. Uh, other props you can take. Will someone have a hat trick? Yes is plus 350. No is minus 600. Hat tricks are tough, um, especially in this series. But I can see what's happening. If you want to sprinkle on yes, I wouldn't hate you for it. What's, what's everyone's policy on throwing your hat on the ice after a hat trick? I never, I never got that. That seems like something from like 1930s and 40s when everyone wore a hat. Here's my, toss my hat into the ring. But now, first one, other filthy ball caps and shit like that. And they, then they have the ice girls. They got to come sweep up these hats. Where do they go? Do they go to fucking uh, bald kids or something like you know? <laughs> nah, I want to talk about kids with cancer. Kids, con 800 car cars for kids. Kids with cancer get hat trick hats. Um, right? Where do the hats go to go into the ice? They don't go to third world country. Do they go to third world countries like the uh, championship T-shirts of the losers, like the Miami Heat 2023 NBA Finals champions or whatever, or Boston Celtics Eastern Conference Final champs, something like that. Now you got a fucking ball cap of uh I don't even know. What do you got? 
what 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 Miami, Florida of <laughs> a Publix grocery store hat? Imagine that's what Florida Panther fans are wearing. Anyway, uh, let's go to overtime. This is my favorite plus yes game uh, bet right here. Now overtime happens a lot in hockey. So much so when you're betting a three way. Like like game one, it's only three twenty to go to overtime. It happens a lot. The over under of how many games are going to go to overtime is one and a half. So two games going to overtime is not that uh, out of the question. It's plus one forty five for over. Under is minus one seventy five. I'm not going to bet that one as much. So I'd rather just take the overtime games. But the prop I like: Will a game go to double overtime or more? Tom Moore says the hats go to creepy magician's house. Magicians would love filthy ball caps loading up their rabbits in. Um, yes is plus 700. No is minus 2000. The reason why I like yes here is let's just say one game goes overtime, which I think it will Hell, the lines one and a half. Um, Recently, there's been a thing where they call a lot of penalties in overtime because they don't want the games to go for so long. They used to never call penalties in the playoffs in the third period, let alone overtime. I think in the Stanley Cup, they're going to they're gonna tighten the whistles, if you will, on that one. So I think if one game goes overtime, you have a really good chance of that thing going to double overtime, especially with these goalies and the way they're playing, and it might be a tight, tight and a low-scoring game. So we're going to give out double overtime prop Seven to one, yes, bomb that. Along with March and nine to one, bomb that. Those are two good, two good Stanley Cup plays. I gotta hurry this up, man. This shows, this shows. I just, should, this actually should have been two shows. But what are you gonna do? This should have been NBA Finals and Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, Nicholas Cage's house. Nicholas Cage does his, he does that weird Vegas shopping. Him and Michael Jackson, they would do that weird Vegas shopping where they're just going down like the, the strip in Caesars and buying gold tiger statues and shit. Imagine like having a store just for eccentric fucking billionaires. Like multiple that like to go broke and just spend on weird gold shit. What a weird town Vegas is. They're not even whatever. I don't get too into Vegas, but uh I mean, I love Vegas. They're not even gambler friendly anymore. Vegas. I mean, they're gambler friendly if you're if you are Nicolas Cage and buying <laughs> an eight hundred thousand dollar golden falcon. They're, they like those people. But try to go anywhere, anywhere on the strip. You try to get a table for less than fifty dollars. You're you're out of your mind. It could be a Monday afternoon. They don't care. They just do not care. Now they now they have triple zero roulette tables like everywhere. That used to be like one out of you know maybe a hundred. Now they're half the tables are triple zero roulette. It's insane. They're like eh, fuck you. And that's literally their answer to it. Ah, eh, fuck you. I was trying to read the benefits. I'm like, what is the benefit? Obviously, besides the vague. The house making more money. The house. Yeah, I may as well go to the box for this. <laughs> um, <laughs> we. <laughs> so European roulette's got one zero, and American roulette's got two zeros, which is bad enough. That's like a five percent chance of losing compared to two percent. Triple zero is like seven and a half. And then you look at that. What's the benefits of it? Well, they'll comp you better. Great. So the more money you lose, you'll get you'll, you'll get a better chance of getting a free breakfast. Well, that's great. Thanks a lot, Vegas. You pieces of shit. Um. Anyway, there's the trophies. That's another thing with the trophy. Did. I love the superstition of touching the trophy. Let me drink some coffee. I don't know. I'm not enough time. For, I'm not enough time for American Gladiators. You know what? I'll do American Gladiators next week when I get one. Because part two is tonight. Let me tell you guys. Watch the thirty for thirty American Gladiators. It's pretty interesting. 
I'll, I'll, I'll do the full breakdown on Monday's show. I don't have time for it tonight. Because I want to talk about the trophy touching. That's my favorite thing with the hockey, hockey and NBA. NBA did the, the Eastern Conference trophy presentation, the Western Conference, pro, or, or in hockey, it's like, oh, you know, whatever. What's the fucking uh, Calder Cup? Um, the Whales. The whales and the uh, let's see what it is. I forget. It doesn't matter. Um, hockey's, <laughs> but you know, don't touch that because that's bad luck if you touch the uh, one you went. You know, the Prince of Wales is the Eastern Conference and the Campbell's the West. Um, so that's a big thing. Don't touch it. Florida touch it. They didn't care. Florida's like, fuck this. We may never win again. They loved it. They're fucking groping it. Print, hang prints off. Give me that. Vegas, don't touch it. We're traditional. Six, you've been around six years. No one ever goes back and say, yep, it's because you touched it. Jimmy Butler did the same thing. Bam Abadio had the East. Yeah, look at this. And Butler's like, I don't touch it. I'll touch the next one. Whatever. Bam's like, fuck that. Don't you see how bad I am? I'll never touch a trophy again in my life. Um. So it depends if you agree with that superstition or not, how you want to bet. Vegas means they're all business. It only matters to the, if you lose. It's just how the narrative is, too. Like, so if Florida wins, they're like, ah, you know, that's their attitude. They didn't care. Damn tradition. If they lose, like, it's because they touched it. They were satisfied. Vegas was all business. They didn't touch the trophy. Trophy touching. It's all about touching the trophy. I'll touch the cup when it comes out with white gloves, the white glove treatment. That's my favorite thing, too, about the Stanley Cup. When they, when they bring out the Stanley Cup and it gets white glove treatment, two guys in Texas with the white gloves, you have to touch the precious, you can't get any fingerprints on the precious Stanley Cup. And then 24 hours later, some fucking stripper doing blow off it, or you're using it as a beer funnel. They have it in a trough fucking spit. I mean, it's the most disgusting things in the world happens at that Stanley Cup. And they're giving a white glove treatment to the arena in Vegas. Anyway, back to the man in the box. I really got to end this show. There's not much I want to talk about. American Gladiators. I got to wait on American Gladiators. I will say this. There's a joke. Uh, let me get this joke about. Was it, was it Laura Ingram who did a joke about black tipping in Florida? Because they're playing Florida. And uh, and Laura Ingram made a joke on Twitter. Something like the, uh, some black leader said, call for a boycott of black people in Florida. And, she's, and her joke was, reports are that tipping will not be affected at all. And then she got blasted for it. It wasn't a bad joke. People just hate Laura Ingram, which I get. She's a terrible person. I'm not going to defend Laura Ingram. But the joke wasn't bad. It's a fucking joke. And then people got to get all righteous on Twitter. Uh, a 30-year server veteran over here, uh, Christian Wright, are the worst tippers. Can someone back me up? Yeah, they're bad tippers too. We get it. But now you're the and, yes and fucking and reply guy because you don't like the other person? Lighten the fuck up. Yes, Christian writer, bad tippers. Black people are bad tippers, too. You ever see that uh, episode of Louie? It's actually pretty funny. Uh, where uh, <laughs> the waitress at the comic at the comedy cellar is like, oh, God, I just served. I just got sad. She was a black waitress. I got so, so sad by black five. They're not going to tip. It's like, what? You can't say that. You're black. Because why? Have you ever served tables? No? Then shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's true funny. No tipping Scotty Pippen. Legend. You know, no tipping Scotty Pippen. Uh, Todd Morris says, I'm glad you say that. Because that's actually kind of a myth, too. The no tip. Listen, Michael Jordan is actually kind of cheap. But much like the uh, Jim Mc Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson thing, they that was just his character role they threw out there. You know? Ed McMahon's a drunk. Yeah, he drinks, but so did Johnny. But that was just the thing he did. I mean, Pippen is pretty. Pippen is pretty bad. How about Pippen coming out and saying Jordan was a horrible player? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, "How can you say that about Jordan?" One, I get it. His kid is fucking his ex-wife. That's why. 
Okay? It has nothing to do with Michael Jordan's game. Yeah, I didn't like the part where his son started fucking my ex-wife, so I'm going to call him a terrible player. That's just what's going to happen. No, no just a tipping for Pippin. Apparently, Pippin uh, does very well in the, in the endowment game, and according to Madonna and other people. Anyway, um, so that's, that's that. Uh, the point is, I don't know what the point was. Well, the point was about the, the, yeah, the, the, the tipping joke, and it's true. I mean, their stereotypes are true. Oh, well, they have shreds of truth, though. Not all of them, obviously. But God forbid. But that's what I just hate. That's just what I hate about Twitter. If you don't like the person, then you just light up their fucking joke. You light up their joke, and then you become the most obnoxious act guy. The people you hate, you say you hate. Like the, the yeah, yeah, actually, guys, that's what you all become. If you just don't like the person. You can't give credit to a good joke. It's like when... Uh, during COVID, and Trump said, uh, what did Trump say? He called it the Kung Flu. And Dave Chappelle goes, man, the president shouldn't be saying that, but goddamn, that's a funny joke. I should be saying that. That's a funny fucking I'm I'm mad at him as a comic for saying such a funny joke. And it is. Yes, it's offensive. And yeah, the president shouldn't be saying it. And yeah, maybe your political pundit shouldn't be saying these things. But they're legit funny jokes. So that's that. That's my man. That's my man in the box. All right. We've gone way too long already here. Um, thank you for everyone who watched on YouTube. And saying your time more, especially with all the comments. Very helpful. Love it. Make sure you like the video. Subscribe, more importantly, to the podcast as well. Subscribe on wherever you're listening to it. Spotify, iTunes, wherever pods are told. Uh, five stars. Give a good review. I'm still waiting for any fucking reviews. I'm going to pull out a good one, and I'm going to give you a free Man in the Box t-shirt. How about that? Maybe even a hoodie. Depends what. Depends if my bets come in, because <laughs> I have to pay for them. Um, I gave out plenty of bombs, so good luck with all that. Follow my other show, uh, Blackout Diaries, if you like drinking stories, whatever pods are told, too, me and Sean Flannery. It's a great show. But uh, I know. That's a good call, Todd Morris. I want to talk American Gladiators so, for uh, uh, for next week for Monday's show. I actually know one of the producers of that documentary, so I want to get some good inside tips on that. Uh, Adam Ridley, good guy. He also um, documented. He was also part of uh, Last Chance U. Uh, we'll definitely get the theme song for next week, Time Wars. But for now, this is the theme song you get. I'm goodbye to the man in the box. Mm -hmm.